Hi, and welcome to Dietless Living 360 Degrees, Overcoming Weight Loss Obstacles with me, your host, Katie Gordon. As a weight loss coach, I help people overcome their weight loss obstacles so that they can lose weight their way and lose it for life. But that old saying that it takes a village to raise a child also applies to when it comes to losing weight and reaching our weight loss and health goals. Because some of the obstacles that we have in life that are impacting on our weight are actually obstacles that are in other areas of our life. Sometimes we have obstacles in our relationships, in our business, work, career, finances. We have obstacles at home. We sometimes have obstacles within our family. And we often have injuries or other more complex health issues that are impacting on our weight and our health. So with that in mind, Dietless Living 360 Degrees brings in other professionals to help you overcome those obstacles. And today we have the lovely Janine Hunter. Janine is a bra fit specialist with Intimo. And she helps women to find their feel-good fit when it comes to bras because we all know how hard it is to find a great-fitting bra. Very true. I know, like they can send a man to the moon, but they cannot make a bra that feels comfortable. Janine is a bra fit specialist with over nine years experience and she can assist you to feel comfortable and supported in the bra that's right for you. And you don't even have to be local to work with Janine because she provides a virtual fitting service where she's able to give you clear instruction on how to take the measurements that are required in order to determine your Intimo bra size. All you need is a tape measure and your phone and Janine takes care of the rest. When she's not bra fitting, Janine heads a networking group called Women in Business Connect on the Central Coast. Through her love of networking and finding her tribe, Janine started her own networking community for women solopreneurs and small to medium business owners. And in less than two years, she's grown the group to over 800 members and created a supportive community who find encouragement and friendship through her networking events and the Facebook group. So welcome to the show, Janine. It's so great having you with us today. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and the main way that you help your clients? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I've been, as um, you said, Katie, I've been a bra fit specialist for nine years now, but I actually started a little bit uh, before that. Um, when I was in my 20s, I worked at David Jones in Sydney and I ended up in the lingerie department. And being a 20-year-old, 20-year-old trying to fit women was um, quite challenging. <laughs> um, I did all the training and, yeah, it, it was something that um, I enjoyed, but I didn't think it was a career. But fast forward, and when you, um, you have a family and it's really the, the work-family life, balances, um, you know, a little bit difficult. So I came across Intimo and I had a friend who was doing Intimo, working this business with her family, and she was sitting on a bus travelling to conference and they looked so happy. And I just looked at this picture and went, I want that. And then the more I thought about it, I just went, I'd love to run my own business, tick. I'd love to be with a tribe of women that connect and have fun, tick, and earn some money, tick, and get away from my family. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's nice mean. <laughs> in a nice way. In a nice way. In a nice way. Have some time for me and yeah. get back into the workforce. Yeah. Um, but when I started, and I'd already had the training with um, bra fitting a previous lifetime. It was more than just bra fitting women. It was making women feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's helping with health issues such as um, back pain and um, just bringing the girls up to where they used to be. Yes. 
and just making them feel good. Um, they also look good in their clothes. Um, just yeah. and make it, you feel comfortable because the worst thing about ill-fitting bras, mm-hmm. it, well, one of the worst things is this constant rearranging yep. and pulling That's and pinching right. at them. You look so uncomfortable. I know I sit there and I go, I'm trying to look lovely at whatever, you know, event I'm at and I'm constantly tweaking at an ill-fitting bra. Yeah, yeah. well, you shouldn't. Um, when you get fitted properly, the strap shouldn't fall off. You yeah. should not, almost like a set and forget. Yes. So very rarely... I mean, I'm very lucky I, I fit myself and I've got a whole range of bras to try on. But, um, yeah, I once it's on of a morning, I don't touch it again till I take it off at night. It should and just then, feel like a second skin. At, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So you, ju- you just need that support. And remember, we usually wear our bras about 18 hours a day. So you, what? yeah, right? So when you get up to go to bed. Um, though I know a lot of women take it off as soon as they get home. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but but I don't. I usually don't take it off too much later because I, I forget I have it on. Because it's so, again comfortable. Yeah, it's got it's got to be comfortable as well as supportive. So yeah, so you should always have I, th- I think like a beautician and like a yourself um on a, a women's health journey. Yeah. You, you need a bra fitter, you know. You do. Hmm. Because, you know, one of the things that actually drives eating habits and behaviours for a lot of, for everybody, right, it's mm-hmm. tension that builds in the body. And ill-fitting bras is just one of the things that can do that. I remember um, being with my friend's daughter. We were walking around the streets of London and all day she's poking and pulling at her bra and I said for goodness sakes what's going on she went oh, I've put on a little bit of weight and my bra's too small and I just I'm going to wait till I lose the weight now I know you've heard this story oh I've heard it many, uh, in many, many versions but she said I'm going to wait until I lose the weight you know I don't want to buy a new bra I'll just lose the weight and I went well how long's it been she went oh it's been a few months I went okay so you should just get a new bra because one of the things that's happening is that bra is irritating you so much mm-hmm. that it's creating tension in your body that's leading you to want to eat food to relieve that tension so you're never going to get off the cycle just buy a bra that fits absolutely absolutely I totally agree with that and I used to tell my customers um, if they said they wanted to wait till they lost weight I'm like okay I'm going to check up on you in six months time and remeasure you and most of the time they're exactly the same size Yep. Buy the bra now. Yep. No, that's one of the things why this is called dietless living is because do the living part first and then, you know, you can just forget about the dieting part because if you do the living and if you wait, like I was the same, I used to go, I will wait till I've lost the weight before I do anything nice for myself because it seems like such a waste of money to do it on an overweight body. And Mm -hmm. yet when I flipped that, bought nice clothes, bought things that fitted, made myself feel good, then all my health habits change in, you know, to match that. And you would know exactly the same for your women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're all the same. Yeah. And, you know, I can hear this from 19-year-olds and I can hear it from 90-year-olds. <laughs> like, and we're all the same. And, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just wish... Uh, the lovely Janie Allen says, you know, dress for the body you have now, not for the body you want later. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I ladies, totally if you're watching that. and you have an ill-fitting bra, you have bras that you are unhappy with, they're a 1,000 years old, do get in contact with Janine because it's the first step in the right direction of changing your health. It seems like the weirdest, mm-hmm. most unrelated thing, but it is so connected to changing your health about feeling good because if it you is. can buy a bra that feels like a second skin mm-hmm. oh, what a joy absolutely and the very I did skip a bit of a step there when um before I joined Intimo I actually had an Intimo party when they were back party planned and the lady who put a bra on me so she I, I'd known her for a very long time and I took my top off and she went what are you wearing 
which is not something I say to most of my customers, by the way, but we knew each other quite well. Yes. And it was a maternity bra that I'd worn through two pregnancies and was still wearing a year later after finishing breastfeeding. So it wasn't even white. You couldn't, it, it, it had no colour. It was just some washed out thing and I'd, you know, too big to no support whatsoever. She put me in this black bra with a bit of lace and I felt a million dollars. I imagine because you I, would have felt so bleh, with your yeah. other bra, you would have just been putting that on and that, yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. I know, and I can't believe I did that now. And, yeah, I went from being just a mother to a mother and a woman just in that quick step. Yeah, and just by putting on a new bra. Yeah, yeah, and that's all it took. And and yeah, I really I, love that story. Sorry to interrupt you. I really love that story because you can so relate to every woman that you are seeing because when we, we can wear our nice clothes and then underneath we're often mm. wearing the thing that we know is there and the thing that's making us feel less confident about who we are when someone says, wow, you look fabulous. Oh, no, yes. I've got a crappy bra on. <laughs> that's true. And the other thing, when you have this great, a great bra on that's going to lift you up a bit, you stand a little bit taller yes. and you watch the people say, gee, you look good. Have you lost weight? Yes. Like, no, it's my bra. It's yes. You just stand differently. Yeah, it just it makes, makes a, difference. a difference on so many levels. So mm. underestimated the value of a great fitting, great bra. Absolutely. And, yeah, women need to value themselves more because it, it just, yeah, sometimes it just really breaks my heart that, yeah, they don't value themselves yeah. enough to buy a well-fitting bra. I know. And it's not really that much money for the the wear that we get from them, uh, it's such an investment in ourself. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the way, another reason I chose the Intimo brand because of the way it's manufactured, it's there's so much thought into the manufacturer of our bras. They well wear really well. Yeah. And they use dyes that don't harm the environment oh, of the no. workers that make them as well. And so, yeah, it's a win-win. Exactly. Friendly for us, friendly for the environment. That's right. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing all of that because they're the real stories of life, right? Bra stories. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know how many bras I have purchased and not worn because they were not the right fit. Um, I have had Intimo bras in the past and they were good, mm -hmm. actually. Many years ago, though, that I bought that. Um, and they did last really well. Um, and then I moved along, as you do in life. But really, the bra is the thing. If you, you know, want to wear some nice clothes, you've got to have the right bra. And most times I don't have the right bra, so I probably need to have a chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We can curate you an absolutely beautiful working bra wardrobe that fits in with your lifestyle and your, your wardrobe. Your clothing yeah, wardrobe. I need a new wardrobe as well, by the way. So <laughs> I'll have to find somebody to help me with that. I'm a shocker to go shopping. <laughs> but let's go on to our next topic, if that's all right with you, because one of the things that I really like to talk about with my guests are the hardships that they've overcome because we're all human. We all have hardships, and I know bras are one of them. But, you know, there are bigger hardships that we have in life that we have to deal with. And it's so interesting to talk to all my guests about the different hardships that they've had and share really the stories about how they actually overcame it. Um, maybe the, if they know the strategies they used or maybe it's in hindsight because everybody who's watching has had to overcome a hardship or may still be actually having some kind of obstacle or challenge and they're really struggling with that. So what's your greatest hardship that you've had to overcome, Janine, and how did you do it? I think self-belief for me. Um, and I guess that also ties in to the bra story as well. 
because I felt I, I left a job that I just wasn't happy in. Um, in fact, the the manager told me he didn't want didn't want women with children. It was too hard to manage them part time, and so I just said, "Yeah." That was way long ago before discrimination. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, so I, I said to my husband, "I'm just going to be happier staying at home, looking after the children." You know, I I just was, but over the time, being just a mum, that sounds dreadful, but it wasn't fulfilling for me. And my self-belief in myself just went to a real low. Um, you know, I felt I had no skills. I felt just unmotivated. You know, there was it was just the day in, the day out, the cleaning, looking after the kids, just, yeah, I, I lost myself. Yeah. Um, so I guess to start to build up my self-belief, it was just one of those days where when I actually saw that photo that I was talking about, I want what they're having. Yeah. Um, just, you know, change something in here that started me on the journey of becoming who I am now. And it, it, it's, it wasn't a quick fix. It took a long, long time and I'm still working on it. Yeah. Um, but I, I just had to realise that I am more than what I thought I was. And I imagine many mums do. I, I never took on the role of being a mum. I bow in absolute, <laughs> like, all mums are just heroes as far as I'm concerned, and I don't think I was ever brave enough for that. It's a story for another day. <laughs> yep. And y- your story is, I imagine, quite universal for mm. so many mums because... Your, I am at the way I imagine, and what I remember from seeing him with my mum, is you're you're dedicated to your children and the family, and making sure everything is done right. But it's going to be the most thankless job, really. You know, I mean, you you're just absolutely bending over backwards to make sure mm-hmm. everything is done: food, clothing, love, care, and attention, and all of that. And not one person coming in and saying, job well done today, you know, like Never. it's just, mm. yeah, such Never. a tough gig. Yeah, and having that feeling that because I wasn't contributing to financially to the household, mm-hmm. that I had to do everything just within the household. Yeah. yeah, and didn't ask for help and just tried to do it myself and just, yeah. The superwoman syndrome, yes. isn't it? yes. Yes, and I guess it maybe comes from the eras prior where women, Mm -hmm. you know, the roles were just different and the the rule, I'll say rules, but the the societal structure was different. It was just women were raised to understand that they need to take care of the provider in the house. Yeah. And so, you know, he goes out and works hard and it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just how things were. But what you're describing is uh, something that I suffered from as well. Even though I wasn't a mum, I Ooh. did care mm. for my partner. You know, he'd go to and we both worked and he'd come home, but I made sure his life was laid out mm-hmm. at the and it's kind of you don't ask for anything and and as a mum looking after the kids and staying home you just would be yeah I completely yeah. see where you might have lost yourself yeah yeah so what would be your advice for women in that situation if they're watching now and if they felt like they were kind of in that place what would be three tips you might have for them I think you need to do something for yourself, Um, whether it's once a week, once a month. I now do exercise. It took me a while to to find something that I liked because Mm -hmm. I feel with exercise, to keep going, you need to enjoy it. 100%. Yep. So I do, I actually started um, some some tap dancing classes, which were... Yeah, a lot of fun. So I used to do those every week. So that was my something for myself. Then I needed, I guess, so that was kind of for my body and my health. And then I needed something for my mind. So when I started 
my Intimo journey, I just read everything. I read every little thing that um, they could give me and then I went beyond. Yeah. So I needed that knowledge and just, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but just needed something for my mind. To stimulate your mind, right? Yes. But it's right. You, you needed something. That was the learning curve, right? We all mm. need to learning. Learning is the that thing that we just go that we never get sick of I think it was Leonardo da Vinci wrote a quote about uh the only thing that never exhausts the mind is learning yeah and and I think and for so long I there's so many different types of learning I thought that learning was studying and I hated study I, I didn't enjoy the study aspect of school but as, a, as an adult, you can learn differently and in your own time. So, and something you really enjoy. You forget. No, no exams, maybe. No exams. And yeah, school, you, you, you have um, you know, only a, a limited selection of stuff you can yeah. you learn. So that's, I guess, my second tip, something for the mind. And then something for the soul. So I learned a lot about mindset, a little bit of meditation. Um, you know, just just things that made me feel good. And the other thing that really made me feel good is um, coffee with a friend, something as simple as that, just half an hour, an hour, sitting there talking, just the whatever comes out. <laughs> Without the pressure and expectation. No judgment. Someone pulling out your skirt. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Yes, so that's yes, that's my three tips. Excellent. Find something, something for your mind, something for your body, and something for your soul. Excellent. Thanks so much for those tips because they're really important. We forget about the simplicity of those three things, right? It's mm -hmm. so easy to do because once you get exhausted and tired with running the family, and once you start to hit that slippery slope, which you said you were on, which mm. takes you down into those not great feeling places, when we're down there, we don't remember all the things that we could do to bring ourselves back up because mm. um, we just get too tired for it. So thank oh, absolutely. you for reminding. Mm. So one of the other questions I like to ask all my guests is what's the biggest risk that you've ever taken and why did you take it? Oh, that's a hard one. Well, I think jumping into my business because that was a financial outlay. Yeah. Um, at the time it was around $500, which was huge for our family. That was really huge. So I just, I said to my husband, I want to do this. I really, I need to do this. And um, he said, yeah, go for it. I want you to, <laughs> which was great. But I think that financial risk and having to work to, um, to I guess, make money and cover that and then provide. <laughs> Well, I'm guessing it was hard because you had to work out how you were going to fit in running a business when you were running a home and that's that was right. already taking all of your time and, and energy and effort. That's right. And you get into such a routine as well. And my husband's a shift worker as well. So I had that to cope with. Yeah. And then a child at school and two at home and, you know, after school activities. Yeah. And then so there was only a very limited amount of time that I had to and, actually find a client base. Yeah, and you'd already told us that you were not feeling your confident self. So I imagine that was quite a risky, like feeling mm. emotionally risky that in a place, because when we don't feel confident mm. about ourselves for whatever reason, taking a risk and going, I'm going to sell something, I'm going to be a business owner, isn't exactly top choice is it it's not you know I have to put myself out there to do this this and this I can I have I got the courage have I got the skills we doubt ourselves on every level so I can really see what a big risk you probably thought felt that was it was and it's it's you know it was fine to speak to family and friends about it but 
You soon you run out of customers. Those, That's right. <laughs> There's only so many bras they can buy. Um, <laughs> so stepping, talking to someone you didn't know or mm. someone you kind of knew and about your business and about bras. I didn't think about it at the time, but some people don't want to talk about underwear. Uh, and here I am talking about, as I know now, I've had teenagers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, mum, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me about that. That's <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> But yes, I had a, a mentor at the time said to me, just pretend you're an Avon lady. Just go, just go and drop a brochure and go and talk to someone. And so I went up to the local shops, which had little independent um, businesses, and just walked in and said, do you mind if I leave this brochure here? Tell me what, I'll come back in a couple of days. Tell me what you think of it. And I got two parties booked out of that and one oh. person that, and one person that said, no, it's too expensive for me. But those two that said yes, like, totally changed. Totally negated the no, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The no just felt like a springboard. Ooh, they've said I've got two yeses and one no. I, you're, I'm in <laughs> I <know>. front. <laughs> I know. That's so great because so many people do need to be able to do that, to just take that risk and move forward. And like you say, it you know, you do soon run out of um, friends and family yeah. and you start to have to reach out. Do you know, I, I saw a busker in town. This is a very long time ago, possibly even before I lived in Brisbane. I can't remember. It was that long ago. But he was just walking up to his spot in the middle of the street there, you know, to the side and starting to set up his kit for to play some music and I thought wow that's a gutsy you know like uh, it's just to go and set up and and I didn't ask but I happened to be one of those coincidental times somebody said to him how do you how on earth do you do that you know just come and set up like and start playing to people who don't want you to play like they're not, they're not asking you to. And he went, in my mind, I just tell myself, I am meant to be here. I've been, this is my gig. I'm setting up for my Brilliant. gig. And that was such a, it's always stuck in my head now that I'm doing my own business and I'm passing it on now because for other women who are looking at you and going, I wonder if I could do the same, go and ask people for the business. You can, you've just got to go, this is, what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people don't really judge. You know, they all everybody's worried about themselves. <laughs> Too worried about thinking about themselves to judge others. So, Absolutely. Mm. So tell me, Janine, is there we've talked about your biggest hardship and mm -hmm. the biggest risk you've ever taken, but is there, has there been some hardship that you've gone through that you've voluntarily put yourself through? Like I, I haven't really talked about them on the show, but I do always allude to that I have had a couple of events, a few events in my life that I refer to and I, I always say like they were such hard, hard things for me to do, but they were the hardest things I've ever voluntarily put myself through. I've been through hard things that have been, you know, thrust upon me, but these things were the hardest things I've ever voluntarily put myself through. Do you, can you think of anything that fits into that category for you? Getting up and talking to people in front of people was sometimes quite difficult, but I, I really wanted this business to work. Yes. So I, I did that. Because um, you're I also doing that in your networking business, aren't you? Yes, yes. Um, I just got used to it. And I actually... As I started Intimo, I knew I needed the skills to um, speak in front of people. So I put my hand up to become PNC president, like just something else to do. I'm because, yeah, because I knew I needed the practice to be able to talk to a group of people. Um, and they're all different sort of people. So I was practising there, getting to know people and the way people ticked and how to treat them. Um, same with my business. 
and in the was it did you say it was like in the parent teachers association yes yes so you you were running that so you were running it as well yeah 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 (laughs) i was i'm in control i'm not really sure i should be here but i'm working on the skill yeah and i remember i said to the principal once i said um i'm so I think I'd been doing it for six months and I said, I feel so blessed because the people who did it before me set up a really great system for me to follow. And he went, what are you talking about? He said, you're doing brilliantly. You're just as good as them. (laughs) You're not, you know, and I just went, oh, okay. If the school principal thinks that, then maybe there's something there. And I I imagine too running that process there Obviously, it translated over to running, you know, intimo parties, but but it would have been um, also because I know I've done things and I've gone, oh, I can map what they're doing here. I can map that across to here. Yes, yes, and I learned to make everyone feel value valued. We went the the PNC went from basically the role holders. So, you know, about five or six people to a filled room of about 15 people. Oh, and well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just, I think, just making people feel valued and that they're wanted there and that they're heard and seen yeah. makes a real difference. And I could do that with my business as well. Um, you know, sometimes there's a group of women and you know, some of them might work together and then you've got the next door neighbour who doesn't know this group of women mm-hmm. and feels a little bit left on the outside. Yes. And usually when you're standing up talking to someone, you can sort of see the layout of the room and what's going on. But to make that one person feel valued and seen and heard makes a real difference. It's about inclusiveness, isn't it? Mm. Being mm. where people are feeling socially awkward because I was a super, super, super socially awkward person until recent years. Um, And I would have been the person sitting on the outside at your parties going, I don't really want to speak. But if somebody had made me feel like invited me into the conversation without putting me on the spot, that's a real skill. It is. And yeah, I did have to teach myself that. Same with the PNC. You know, a lot of people have great ideas and really want to say something, but they're just too scared to put their hand out, a hand up, or somebody might say, you know, laugh at them or something like that. And we all have that little bit of anxiety and a little bit of fear. Yeah. Yes, about putting forward our idea when mm. it be the where might be the only one who's had that idea because nobody else is saying anything. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's right. But yeah, just just yeah, to make them feel comfortable and valued. Well done you. Because that's so important. And I think even more important in the uh, teacher parent uh, association, the PT, because mm. the, the parents want and need to be involved in their kids education and it's so important to make like you grew that group so that just showed how much influence you were having on like that ripple effect Mm. into the families into the children's lives just by being able to grow that group and have more parents in there and being involved Mm. and it wasn't always easy there was um a time there where you know, the group got very big and very um, well-known. Everyone got, you know, well-known. There was events and everything just got bigger and better. But there's just this little outside group that likes to to pick. And I remember standing at an assembly and I think I'd had a bra fitting and then I raced to see my daughter um, do whatever she was doing at assembly and I just stood at the back and there was this group of women in front of me they turned around looked at me laughed and went ha she's standing there with all her friends and once upon a time that would have really upset me but I thought you know what I've grown I I can stand here on my own without any problems yeah I'm here to see my daughter not to fit into the group 
not to fit in with people I don't yeah. want to fit in with. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's something that stuck with me, and it's something that I think about occasionally that I don't need always to be in with the crowd. Mm. I can, you know, march to the beat of my own drum, and if they don't like it, so what? Well, there's something to be said for being able to stand out on your own because the great things in life that were achieved weren't achieved by trying to fit in with the group. Mm. Yeah, so true. Well done, you. And thank you really for sharing that because that's something that is also a universal feeling amongst all humans is the need to fit in. And when we feel excluded... And there will always be people in the world who feel that it's okay to exclude other people in a nasty kind of way um, or just in a way that in their non-conscious, they're not aware of their own debilitating behaviours. And it's so important to be able to stand your own ground and be comfortable in your own skin that... It's okay if they don't include me. It's not about me. It's about them. Yes, yes. And that was the first time I actually realised that I did feel comfortable in my skin. And that was actually quite a powerful moment. And and one to remember for always, isn't it? Mm, I think so. I'm so glad you shared that with us because it's so (laughs) important, right? It really is the important things of life. Yeah. So... I like to talk about how we, you know, we talked about the hardships of life Mm -hmm. and that's always interesting and wonderful, Um, but it's also good to know how to have fun. And so I'm asking everyone about what is it that you do for fun? Because fun is a skill that not everyone has and everybody does things in a different way. Like you did the tap dancing. I'm mm-hmm. super green about that because I've often thought, wow, I'd <laughs> love to do tap dancing. I don't, there's something about the sound that I just love. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> I know, right. Well, for fun now, it's, it's absolutely crazy because I was so not an active person. But I've suddenly become more active and I've actually stopped the tap dancing for the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I've gone as far as I can go. My my legs just don't go as fast as they used to (laughs) on my feet. Um, And now I do a thing called clubber size and it is so much fun. So every Wednesday night we go to this exercise class and think of the old aerobics type thing but more meshed with a 90s club vibe. Oh, cool. All right. So it's 90s club classics, best music. It's in the dark, flashing lights, and we've all got glow sticks. And oh. we follow, yeah, we follow the instructor. And it's so it's a bit of dance with, um, what do you call it? Like, um, exercise moves. Yes. And we've got our glow sticks, and it's <laughs> woo, woo, And yeah, we all sing and dance and yell out and. It is just how much fun. Yes, and sweat. And everybody just feels on a high afterwards. You would. How long does the class go for? 45 minutes. Wow, that's extraordinary. It is so much fun. And everybody just leaves with a smile on their face. I can't imagine why you would know. (laughs) You'd, You'd be walking in with a smile on your face knowing that... This is my moment. I'm going to my nightclub time. Absolutely. And it's for 18 and over, so there's no kids there. Yeah. So, you know, the tracks, uh, you know, some have got a little bit of swearing or suggestions in it, but it's just, it's adult and it's in the dark and it's just... So for me, who's completely uncoordinated, that would be perfect for, right, because it's in the dark. (laughs) It is, and it doesn't matter. I've always got the wrong arms and wrong legs going the wrong way. That's me. I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it's an environment where anyone would care because you're dancing. No, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And um, as long as I'm moving. Singing. And singing. And enjoying. Yeah, Yeah, and that's. That's the thing. I start singing and then I forget what I'm doing and, yeah. (laughs) And 
So tell me, because I've not heard of it, it's called Club Size. Is that Club Size? Is that just one person doing that, or is it a franchise thing that you can go and join anywhere? Yeah, it is a it is a franchise. Now, I believe it started in the UK. Right. But don't quote me on that. Um, and I know here on the Central Coast, there's one at um, Wyong, which is what I do, uh, one at Warner Vale and one at Woi Woi. Oh, I have to write it down. Sorry. <laughs> Club size two Bs. Club size. <laughs> I will go find that. Excellent. So mm. that's what you do for fun. What do you do for relaxation? Oh, relaxation. I used to think having a bath was a relaxation, but I actually find it not. <laughs> it was um mindset I have that it, it was my relaxation, but usually being with the kids and doing playing board games. I think during COVID we rediscovered board games. And I think because they're a little bit older now, yeah, it's a lot more fun. So just be a lot more fun because they can play the games properly. Now. Oh yeah, and the trash talk is hilarious. <laughs> like the yeah, my eleven-year-old is just so funny trying to get under her sister's skin. Just yeah, <laughs> so she can win the game. What but games yeah. do you play? Cluedo is one of their favourites. Mm. Monopoly, but that usually goes for a little bit longer. Yeah, and the other one we've got, oh is called Five Second Rule. And this one's really fun because anyone can play. Yes. And you've got five seconds to answer a question. So it might be um, uh, name three breeds of cats or name three football teams, something like that. So it's something, but it's just the five seconds. You usually know all the answers, but when you've got that five-second countdown, (laughs) tongue-tied and you just, you forget. I was never very good at board games. I was a sore loser, socially uh. awkward sore loser. I didn't have a lot of things going in my favour back in the day. Um, and as an adult, uh, I haven't been with anyone who was into board games, but one person that I met in England, and he was the most hilarious person to play board games with because he had a couple of kids as well, so we'd play it together. And he would make up rules, new rules (laughs) on the spot. Some might call it cheating. However, it was really just loads of fun. So there was no no one board game was ever played the same twice. It was a really (laughs) great way and it really uh, helped me to uh, get over that competitiveness of, you know, the seriousness of what board games had meant to me in, in my earlier fixed mindset life. So yeah. that's great. I love that you do it because it is such a great family thing to do. It is just being together and laughing is just, yeah, that's that's my relaxation. Oh, how wonderful. I'm really glad that you shared that as well because I think people have forgotten the value of the simplicity of board games or card games or just doing something yes. together as a family. You know, you know, and Yahtzee and all of those things. We used to play a lot of Yahtzee when I was a kid, but also considering I was one of five, I did often play a lot of Yahtzee on my own. <laughs> Maybe it's because I was a sore loser. <laughs> Don't play with Katie. there might be something in that so we've probably actually already talked about this but I'd like to come back to your business now Mm -hmm. and um, I do think we've covered this but I'm going to ask anyway just in case there's some more breadcrumbs that we didn't uncover but what is it that drove you uh, like what are some of your earlier career choices that led you to where you are now I guess when I stopped working in retail as a teen and early 20s, um, I went into, um, I guess, secretarial personal assistant work because I loved helping run a business. Yeah. I liked being behind the scenes and, you know, making sure everything went smoothly. And, yeah, I think, I think, that learning the skills there um, really helped me run my own businesses now. Yeah, because it's that 
you seem like you have an, uh, a bit of an innate desire to be helpful and communicative and, you know, build that community. So I think that's why I asked this question because it's generally not a very direct route of breadcrumbs mm. that lead to the thing that we're doing as more mature people because by then we've picked up what are the skills that we have that and they kind of lead us to a job or a, a career or a business that creates you know uses the whole ensemble mm, yeah it's it's I think it's always been in my nature and actually probably passed through my DNA as well but during during high school I was always like well when I was younger making little clubs having clubs and then when I got into the senior years um, joining groups and I remember helping on the yearbook they had um, a group of the higher English students doing on the yearbook and then someone said let's ask Janine and I ended up helping run it <laughs> it was just it's in my nature and then I think about you know but my mum's on committees my dad was part of neighborhood watch my grandparents started a bowling club where they lived in Newcastle it's yeah the sense of community and um yeah it's just it's bringing yeah. people together yeah it's been yeah. part of your, yep. your whole life tapestry hasn't it yes and I, I didn't realize till I was older yeah that it that it um it was always there. We never do because we're too busy in growing <laughs> up. Right. Aren't we? It's not it's all about me. Yeah. And kind of look back and go, <laughs> oh, all the tapestry was there. Yeah. Yeah. The it was, and the weaving. It was there all the time. So, what drove you? Um, we may have touched on this as well, mm-hmm. but I'm going to mm-hmm. ask it. But what drove you into this field and has motivated you? I think this is more the important part of the question for me. What's motivated you to stick with it? The bra fitting? Yes. Uh, making women feel good about themselves. Yeah. Um, one of my. One of the ones I think about a lot is seeing this lady after she'd had a stroke. So it was a minor stroke and it took her a long time to get a speech back to normal and her uh, movement in one of her arms. And I put her in a bra and said, just have a look what that looks like in the mirror. And she burst into tears and she said, I haven't felt like a woman for such a long time. And it's those sort of moments that that keep you going because you're you're making a difference. You are making a difference, yeah. isn't it? You know that one to one. It always reminds yeah. me of that uh, the metaphor of the kid walking along the beach. You know, when there's thousands and thousands of starfish washed up on the shore, and he's walking along and throwing a starfish in, picking up, throwing a starfish in, and a man comes along and he goes what are you doing, mate? He says, "This look at them. There's thousands of them. You can't make a difference. And he went, picks up a starfish, throws it in, says, made a difference to that one. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's so wonderful. Yeah, it is. It is. And, it, I mean, yeah, some people think it's just bra fitting, but it's more than that. It is absolutely more than that. You're changing people's lives because that yeah. is the, like the grassroots is when mm. we get up every morning and we put our clothes on, how yep. we feel for the day and how we feel for the day from the minute we put us, from how we put our clothes on just is a ripple effect out into how we uh, turn up in our day, how we, our attitude, mm. our, it's just so much from one thing. Yep, absolutely. And I tell you what, this tip is so good but if you're feeling a little bit down and just not sure about your day wear matching underwear a matching bra and knickers and look at yourself in the mirror and like oh my god I've got it together I'm like just like the girls in the catalogue that's right that is exactly right it makes a difference (laughs) thank you so much for being such a superstar in the bra world Janine and you've I've 
for those watching. I have done a Zoom with Janine and asked her, how on earth do you do a bra fitting over Zoom? Uh, yes. And she showed me exactly what she does. And I went, oh, my God, that's as good, if not better, than in person. So it doesn't matter where you are. Mm -hmm you should contact Janine and get your bras fitted with her. So, Janine, can you tell people where uh, they can find you, like your business details, et cetera? Absolutely. I sure can. So my Facebook page is fitted by Janine Hunter, so you can find that fairly easily. And uh, so is my Instagram handle, the same uh, fitted by Janine Hunter. Mm-hmm. And um, or you can contact me on um, mobile or email. Um, do you want me to say them oh, now, or would you no, put them in the we'll show put notes? Them, we'll put them on. We'll put your actual web. Mm -hmm. Do you have a website and everything as well? No, we have the Intimo website, which yeah. is for everybody. But you, you want a bra fitter, so you come through the bra fitter, and then I show you um, what's helpful. Cool. And or I watch what you need. Janine on LinkedIn so she's on LinkedIn oh yes well. I sure so am we will uh put you all your details up in fact I've uh been watching some of my shows back and the uh details will be underneath us as we speak. <laughs> so fabulous again so much for coming on the show today Janine it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you and sharing with you just how easy it is to change um, our life by getting a great fitting bra mm -hmm. um, and as always it's really hard to say goodbye so to those of you who are watching and listening today please do subscribe so that you can uh, find out more when we when we release new shows with new guests and if you've resonated with something that Janine shared with us today or any of our conversation today, please do leave a comment, give us a thumbs up, give us some encouragement um, to keep going and sharing great content. And hopefully this has helped you overcome some obstacle that you're currently facing. And if you'd feel comfortable to share that in the comments, we would so love to know it. So thanks again, everybody, for being here today. Thanks again, Janine. You're an absolute delight. And with that, we shall say goodbye to everyone. So bye for now. Bye.